keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Sell out full of suffering, succotash, son. But it's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And your teeth look like two pike two, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killing. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? Marks with Dan St. Germain. Welcome, everybody, to Total Evan Marks. I am the king of sad style, the man with the largest calves in the world, the St. Germain event. My co-host, back from a two-week absence. My excursion. Your excursion. To Pink Eye Island. Pink Pink Island. Island. To Butthole Palace. (laughs) Scotty Sergeant Slaughterhouse. Chaplin, and joining us for a second time, a friend of the show, a WCW legend, Mr. Tony Schiavone. What the hell is up? (laughs) (laughs) What's up, Tony? Thanks for doing this again, man. No problem. You know, uh, uh, speaking of pink eye, uh, did you guys know that uh, porn star Whitney Wright uh, follows me on Twitter? (laughs) <laughs> how'd that happen i have no idea man you she still must got like it, old motherfuckers i don't know i have no idea what <laughs> i'm it looking is. her up right now who's whitney yeah. rice yeah she uh I t- it's not a great porn name i gotta say whitney Wright's great porn name and she was at the uh, starcast the uh after party which was sponsored by blue chew and she uh and two other porn stars took their picture with me Mm-hmm. And she kept grabbing towards the gimmick here, and I, you know, kept shooing her hand away because my son is watching us. <laughs> Wait, that's why you stopped. Her? <laughs> well, other reasons too. Okay, because uh, I'm a family man. Yeah, you're a family Especially man. When your son's looking at you, what are you gonna do? Say, yeah, go ahead and grab the gimmick. I don't care. Uh, so. Uh, and then I found out she follows me on Twitter. And then when StarCast came out the other week on Twitter, at StarCast 3 saying, who do you most want to see at StarCast? She responded, Tony Schiavone. Tony. So Tony. Tony, Tony. you got to leave your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, you're getting laid in Chicago. Yeah, no, I'm not. No. Hey, that, uh, uh, that, that part of my life, that part of my life is, is gone. No amount of blue chew could get that gimmick working again. <laughs> no, no. And then, of course, you know, I would, I would, I've often said I'd go nuts. You know, that's all I would do. I would be on the phone calling her every day. I would be like uh, in high fidelity when when John Cusack was standing outside the girl's apartment, pouring down rain, talking on the on the phone. That's what I would be like, and I don't want to be like that. So. Well, yeah, I, I think uh, I think you're making a wise choice. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Dan. You know, uh, I, and I'm sure that there are plenty of other uh, ex-wrestling uh, announcers she'll have to choose from. So, <laughs> on to the ten count. Number one, Cuck City, Maria Canales. Canales, or is it Canales? 
Canellis. Canellis. Yeah. Claim she's pregnant, but it might not be Mike Canellis's baby. Tony, did you get a chance to see these segments? I sent them in the email. I did see them. Yes. I mean, what, what, first off, what's everybody's opinion on? I'm going to start with you, Tony. Well, when that happened, it shocked me, and I think that's what they were about. Because to me, it, it kind of looked it looked predictable that they would come out and wrestle and do a job uh, to uh, whoever it is. Seth Samo, Rollins and Becky name, Lynch. So I can't remember who Whitney Wright was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to Seth Rollins and Becky. They came out to wrestle Seth Rollins and Becky, and I'm thinking, oh, they're just going to do a job for them because they got their pay-per-view coming up. And then she scooted out and announced, I'm pregnant. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought it was something unpredictable in a, in a show that had kind of been getting predict, being predictable to me. So I, I kind of liked it. I kind of like to do every once in a while, like a little Russo, a little Russo sprinkle on a WWE Sunday tastes a little sweeter. I, yeah. I, I, I wish I had devoted. I don't have this on the 10 count. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but Vince Russo is claiming that AEW is now owned by WWE and yeah. it's a big work, which I think we got it. We got it. I think like the next week's episode, we're just going to play him talking about yeah, it. He's, he's become the Alex Jones. He's of become wrestling. the Alex Jones of pro wrestling. <laughs> he's, he's made fake news out of <laughs> scripted entertainment. Um, Scott, what, what were your feelings on cuck city? I think it's uh, I think it's cuckold porn like it's like an emulation God, of i wish ray comp was here i really do i really believe uh tony are you familiar with cuckold porn uh no not at all so basically like you know like somebody has sex with a guy's wife in front of him you know and it's like a huge genre of porn huge and uh i think somebody recently told vince about it and he thinks it's hilarious and I, this storyline is just absolutely what cuckolding is, what being cuckolded is, and the fact that the acting is really bad just, like, pushes it even further to, oh, we've seen this before. Right. Well, Dan's seen this before. <laughs> <laughs> Don't act like you haven't watched a cucking video from time to yeah, time. Yeah, but I watch cucking videos but because I'm the one doing the wife. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure, Scott. Facts. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Tony, have you ever met a cuck in wrestling? No. Really? Nobody had, no, there was nobody backstage who was like, "Hey, you want you want a night with the wife or you want a night with the husband?" No, there you know there was always rumors about DDP and, and Kimberly. Right. But I never saw that happen. I it was never offered to me. I uh, I remember one time uh, and I say this during my stage show. I remember one time uh, Mongo McMichael yeah. We were all at the restaurant, and uh, he stood up, and we were all leaving. He said, hey, I'm going to go back to the hotel and watch Tony fuck Deborah." <laughs> and <laughs> I, I I was like, I, I didn't know what to do. I, I, I didn't know what to go, yay, or let's go, or you got to be shitting me, or whatever. But I do think it was a nice gesture. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've always been a, a fan of his since then, because that was awfully nice, don't you think? Wow. I can't. It's got to be terrifying to fuck Mongo McMichael's wife, though, because you don't know if he has CTE and then he's going to forget that he said, hey, you can fuck my wife. And then right. he just starts beating the shit out of you with a football helmet in the middle of it. That's some right. other well, porn. God, the, you... uh, 
Deborah the, the went from line to this whole thing is, and it's it's a great story. Gene Okerlund was with us, and Okerlund was one of the uh, most irreverent, funny guys ever. And I said, as they walked away, I said, because they left, and Gene and I were still there at the tables. That we were at the Orlando Ale House, you know, uh, and uh, right outside of Disney. Sounds the disgusting. Place on Earth. <laughs> uh, so I looked at Gene. I said, "Can you believe he said that?" Do you think he was joking? So, oh, yeah, he was joking. I said, just in case he wasn't joking, would you have gone for that? He said, hell no. Next thing you know, you turn around and there's a 285-pound lineman trying to pound sand up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, that was his take on it. So I'm, I'm, glad, I, I'm glad I tagged out. <laughs> you tagged, I loved it. You yeah. tagged out. Who do you think are the biggest cucks outside of wrestling? I had an answer for this. I think Chris Christie, after he lost and supported Trump. Yeah. Do you remember that? Like yeah, him sitting in the back. God, man, one. that was so sad. He was like looking in the back like a like a like a dog that didn't get adopted, you know? Mm-hmm. Let's move on to number two. Undertaker versus Sting is already starting to get teased for either uh Super Showdown or SummerSlam or the Survivor Series or Mania. Is any part of you excited for this? Uh, yeah, there's part of me is excited for it. I want to see it, uh, yeah. especially. Did you, you guys see uh, Undertaker and Goldberg? Yeah, that was. That, I mean, that was a train wreck, dude. Yeah, that was that was not good. Uh, there's there's some potential with this, and and I, I know originally people are going to say, you know, they're too old, they don't need to get back in the ring. Well, why not? If people are going to uh, buy it and. Uh, I'd like to see it. I, re- I really would. Yeah, I'd like to see them staring at each other. That's what I want to see. Okay. I want the stare down, and then I want like someone to pull a fire alarm or something. <laughs> I do not want those men getting hurt. Or like stare at a while, then the lights go uh, down, and Undertaker's covered sting. <laughs> well, you, 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 like you the whole match went on this. in the dark. The, the, the same thing is going to happen, in effect, that happened with Undertaker and Goldberg, and that is... The entrances are going to be so well choreographed <laughs> yep. and and so special and so great that the match can never live up to those entrances. Yeah, very true. At least Sting can work, though. So maybe Sting can carry Taker. I hope somebody can. <laughs> Man, I just don't think you should do the tombstone anymore. Just do the choke slam as a finishing move. I think you should actually kill someone. <laughs> yeah, then he can't, then he won't be able to wrestle anymore. Also, It'd back be a to great story, wouldn't it? Be front page news. Yeah, De- Deborah McMichael went from fucking Mongo McMichael to Steve Austin. Yeah, what a crazy type she has. Wow. Uh, number three, do you think AJ Styles is better as a heel or a face? He's. Turned... I think he's better as a heel. I do too. Yep. Unbelievable heel. Unbelievable heel. And he's he not a traditional like, he heel. He looks like a heel. Yeah. I mean, the hair says it all, I guess. The hair, the beard, the gloves, right? Yeah. Yeah, it looks it's like a villain views. in like a 1980s uh, ski movie. Yeah. And not only that, you know, the guys here with, man, uh, I love Gallows and Anderson a lot. And I think it's, I, I like I like what they're doing. And AJ has made Ricochet more important. He's made Gallows and Anderson more important. I think you get Balor in there. Bring it back, because the Bullet Club in New Japan. I mean, it's not. It's like you know a quarter of what it used to be. Yeah, sure. So you could recreate that faction in WWE. Call it the club. 
just get it really going. I think factions would save WWE. I'm 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 all for that. Like if if you don't have somebody who's a standout personality, just have a bunch of people grouped together. Yeah. It also help people like The Rock and Triple H, depending on how you feel about Triple H. Uh, number four, how disappointed were you that it wasn't Janitor Gary, but Cedric Alexander on Raw as the mystery partner? I was really fucking pissed off. I actually, when they did that angle, when they, here, yeah, here's why that, this angle made no sense. When they, when they did the angle where they were asking this janitor guy, Janitor Gary, who looked like a janitor. I know this because I've been a janitor before. There's a certain sadness you carry. Uh, when you're a janitor, because you're you're sweeping up stuff, it's just it's just part of the job. And whoever they got, I think he was either a real life janitor or a great actor. And I, I don't know what it meant because he was replaced by Cedric Alexander. Does that mean first off, like he Cedric's shorter than that guy, so that looked weird. And did the guy not get paid, or <laughs> like, like did That's Cedric just take this guy's spot and now? Con Ed's going to turn his power off? I don't understand how that was a face move. Did you really think that guy was going to get in the ring? I thought there was a chance that he was going to... Because, you know, they did that thing with uh, Braun Strowman and Nicholas at WrestleMania. So I thought that there was a chance maybe he got in the ring, took a couple bumps like Mrs. Dad, or, you know, did nothing. Yeah, I thought there was a chance. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, that didn't surprise me at all. Yeah, I, knew, yeah, I just glad, didn't expect you know. I didn't expect Cedric Alexander. And also, he lost, so it's not even like he did a cool thing. He did lose. He just, like, snuck his way onto TV, and <laughs> that's cool. Like, he didn't win a match. He lost in, like, Dude, two minutes. Dude, if you lose in a mask and then reveal Well, and then he yourself. revealed that it was him, and then him and Roman were like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool, and it's like, what did you do That is, exactly? like, booking 101. It if just you, doesn't make sense. Either, either you lose and the face rips the mask off you and you're embarrassed, or you win and then you reveal yourself to be under the mask, but you don't lose and then it happily reveal yourself. This is, this is the storyline, ready? Okay, instead of getting Cedric Alexander, mm-hmm. you get a uh, damn... Uh, uh, Drake Maverick, right? You have right. him tag with Roman. Drake walks out there with the 24-7 title. Right before the match is about to start, the whole locker room runs out, starts beating the hell out of him. So there's a huge brawl. Everybody's brawling now, right? No match has to happen because we didn't want to see this match anyway, right? So everyone's brawling. Lights go out. Doom. Lights go on. Everybody is laid out besides Roman. So like 25 guys laid out. Who did it? Give me my money. Taker did it. The lights went out. Dong. (laughs) Who the fuck did you think it was? Cedric Alexander? I thought it was going to be Gary. <laughs> I don't know. That's my Okay, pitch. so that's your booking idea? Yeah, it's kind of shit, <laughs> but a- Tony, you know. <laughs> I was just thinking as you were you were laying that out that I'm glad I didn't have a fork in my hand or I jabbed it in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't, I don't like the 24-7 title. I, I don't mind the in theory, but the fact that there's a train of guys chasing them like, like Keystone Cops... Yeah, it's yeah. very Benny Hillish. Yes, it is. Exactly. Benny Hillish, very good. Yeah. I just don't like that everybody running after him, you know? I don't know, I man. Don't. I mean, for our tr- I, I think it's been fun for our truth and J- Drake Maverick and the photos of Drake putting the title in front of his wife's face while they're on vacation have been fun. But I, I understand. I mean, look, I, this is a question that's probably been asked of you a million times. 
how the fuck, and it'll it'll lead to the next thing that's on our countdown, but how would you get Roman over, Tony? Because it seems like, again, he's starting to lose his steam. Does he just not have it? You think he's losing his steam? A little bit, sure. I mean, I don't think people, people don't hate him because, you know, apparently he's an incredibly nice guy backstage. He's gone through a lot of shit uh, with, you know, with beating cancer and getting the ESPY award. But I, I still don't think he's like a guy who can, you know, he's not like a Cena who, or, or Rock or Austin or Hogan or somebody you can really, uh, you know, not even a Goldberg, somebody you can you can really uh, count on to move the company forward. Well, I, I think what you got to do is, and I know he took some time off for the leukemia, but I, I think you got to scale it back how you use him. Yeah. I think that if Roman is going to be the the name of the company and the star of the company, he's got to be elevated above everybody else. Right. And thus, you can't put him in a match where you got a janitor. I agree. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you gotta you gotta make him something special. Uh, Hogan was always something special. You know, back in the day, we're talking back back in the Hulkamania days, right? You didn't see Hogan wrestle on TV. You saw him wrestle on the pay per view. You always always saw him do an interview. He was something special. He was. He was elevated, and he meant something. Once you start putting guys in matches to where they can lose, and even their partner loses, then they just—they're just like everybody else. Yeah. I have a question. When you were uh, doing commentary, did Hogan ever tell you, "Hey, make sure to say this," or "This is a, this is a way you could uh, really get uh, some heat on me"? Or no, what? no, he never did. He never did approach me at all on anything. Hmm. Now oh. Eric did plenty of times, and. Uh, other producers that worked under Eric did, but n- never Hogan. Was Eric in I, your... I very rarely, you know, guys, I very rarely, talking about the, those Nitro days in the 90s, very rarely had any type of communication with uh, with wrestlers uh, that told me what to say and what not to say. Was Eric in your ear like Vince's with Michael Cole? or did no, he? not at all. Yeah, he gave you way more of a wide berth, I'm guessing. Yeah, well, he, you know, he put some other guys in, in my ear. Uh, and, I mean, Ed Ferrara was in my ear. That was Terry that. Taylor was in my ear. Kevin Sullivan was in my ear. Who was your least uh, favorite person that got in your ear <laughs> and your favorite person that was in your ear? Okay, my least favorite person in my ear was Terry Taylor. Just didn't know what he was doing? Well, no, I mean, Terry would do this. We would, we would, uh, I would be doing, let's say, uh, you know, let's say Dan St. Germain just, great suplex by Dan. Well, Terry had the headset off. He's supposed to be producing me. He had the headset off talking to Jackoff number one, who was getting ready to come in and, re- and wrestle the next match. Then he would put the headset on. He says, make sure you say that's a good suplex. And so then we go just... to commercial, and I would hit the talkback button. I said, Terry, I just said that shit. I said, <laughs> I said, if you're going to produce me, fine. I want to be produced. I want to do what you guys want to say. But for God's sake, listen to what I say. And so you just you uh, cut you cut the rooster. Kevin was good, uh, but Terry was was terrible because he he was supposed to produce me, but he really didn't produce because he was doing everything else. That leads us to number five. What's the hardest thing you've ever had to get over, Tony? Like the hardest thing I ever had to get over? Yeah, whether that's a person or a match or like some fucking like you know gimmick, like when you know they had that kiss wrestler in WCW. Yeah, well, uh, being able to being able to talk about the giant 
once he fell off the Kobo Arena, uh, <laughs> right, and still and still came back. Didn't even look like he had been hurt. Was tough. <laughs> in, in, in that in that same. Vein, That's right. Hogan uh, kills in, him. In that same match when the Yeti came out. Yeah. Uh, and tried to butt fuck Hogan. Uh, <laughs> that was tough to say. You know, uh, that was tough. But I really do you think feel like when you're when you're calling a spot the, like that? Do you feel like your soul leaving your body as you do it? No. Uh. No. <laughs> I, I feel like. I see. I feel like my soul's leaving my body when uh, I see that Whitney writes following me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like my. I soul's thought you said Whitney Rice for a second. That that was her name, and I was like, Whitney Rice isn't a great porn name. That sounds just like, you know, like the Secretary of Labor or something. You know, it's a right. very professional name. Yeah. Well, right. I uh, uh, also but hope it doesn't tear your family I've apart. I've ever had to do was. The three count at the finish of uh, Star K 97, Hogan and, and Sting. From what I told was going to happen and what I was supposed to say happened, did not happen. But I was still, I thought, supposed to say it, and it made everybody look stupid. That was the hardest thing I ever had to do. Oh, man. Man. But you've, you know, you've, uh, th- th- there's been uh, number six, and th- this deals with a controversial subject, but you've seen it in the email already. Um, you know, Mick Foley wrote in his book that he was annoyed at you for uh, spoiling the title match yeah. on Raw. But, I, I mean, it gave Raw a gigantic rating. So, has Mick Foley ever, like, come around and given you a gift for spoiling the title match on Nitro and getting no, people he, over to Raw? No, he's not. Uh, he, uh, you know, I called him afterwards. Uh, I called him right afterwards, the very next day. And talked to his wife, and then she said he was out, and he came back. And I said, Mick, you, uh, when I called again, I said, Mick, you can't, you can't for one second think that I said that on my own accord. Uh, and he said, well, I was kind of confused. I said, kind of confused, Mick. It, this business is a freaking work. You do what you're told. So we got things hammered out. And uh, I never did see or hear of Mick again until – uh, WrestleMania in Orlando in 2017 when I was at the WrestleMania Hotel uh, and uh, when I was there and he right. walked in uh, and we uh, he didn't recognize me at first and we talked and uh, everything's fine between us. Uh, you know, he's uh, obviously all the bumps he's taken in the past, you know, he's he's having trouble getting around, which yeah. I understand. But Yeah, uh, it's, no, it's, it's fucking rough, dude. Yeah, I know. But, you know, when I saw him limp in, I thought, you know, now's a good chance for me to just put the boots to him. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and what a story that would have been, you know, Tony Schiavone. Well, that is true. It's like you, you the down. announcers have, have aged way better than the wrestlers. Right. Well, we didn't have to take bumps. Exactly. Think of, all, think of all the shit they had to do. Good God. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I... I was just. I, what did I just rewatch? I just. I, I just rewatched some Foley match. I don't know if it was Hell in the Cell or was the Extreme Rules match, but God damn, he could tell a story in the ring. Like yeah. he wasn't just. I get so annoyed when people say, "Oh, he was just a bump machine." I'm like, you've seen backyard wrestling where people were throwing each other into light bulbs. That's that's a bump machine. Mick that's Foley right. told a great fucking story. Yeah. Yes, he did. Completely you're very, different. You're, you're very perceptive there, Dan. Well, thank you, Tony. I really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, uh, no problem, buddy. Number seven. 
Tony, if you could announce something outside of sports, what would it be? Outside of sports? Yeah, because I know we, we all know you announce baseball, and I, yeah. I believe you've done. Have you done football in the past? Oh yeah, I've done. A yeah, lot of you've football. definitely done a lot of football. But if it was out of sports, you know, an, an example would be, you know, America's Got Talent, or oh uh, you know, I know you'd hate doing that, but or like uh, you know, the Oscars. Would there be yeah. something you'd? Well, I mean, you know, actually, I, I think I have a good fit for you. The AVN Awards. The what awards? The, the, those are the porn awards. Oh, yeah. No, I wouldn't want to do that either. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to. I, I, once again, I would probably end up, you know, standing outside of somebody's dressing room in the porn rain. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think I'd like to do a, I think I'd like to do a game show like uh, Family Feud. Yeah. Or you'd be great at that. Yeah, the the family Family Feud or what else? Uh, Wheel of Fortune, dude. If you did Family Feud but with like broken wrestling families, mm-hmm. like Jake the Snake and Grizzly Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think who else hates each other. Uh, Jake the Snake and Grizzly Smith. <laughs> Jesus, it just it turns into a documentary halfway through. <laughs> No, we had, security would run in, <laughs> and we'll pull them apart right after this timeout. It wouldn't even be pulling apart; it would just then be vacantly looking into the camera, not saying anything. <laughs> or God, yeah, all the hearts together with all the shit they've been through. Oh no, my God! Somehow Brett would still put himself over and complain about everybody else. Yeah, that was crazy at Starcast. Was huh? that crazy? God. You and me in the I know, back. We're I just... know I'm a miserable old fuck at times, but I ain't gotten there yet. No, and he's he's like he's still a millionaire, right? I hope he is. Even a hundred thousand air. Yeah, that's good. Uh, number eight, Tony. What would mm. your gimmick be if you had the body of a Finn Balor? What would my gimmick be? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Boy, I've I've been thinking long and hard about this one. Okay. Uh, my gimmick would be, and I set this up perfect at the beginning when you're talking. My okay. gimmick would be Whitney Wright Man. <laughs> oh it would be right in here, right in there. Stick it right in here, <laughs> right in there. Tony, this podcast is going to get you a divorce. No, it's not. She hadn't dumped me yet. She'll never dump me. <laughs> oh my God. Do you guys have like a hall pass list? You and your wife? Like if no, she... shit, no. No one would want to have sex with that woman. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, but I'm saying hypothetically, if your wife met Brad Pitt and you met Angela Jolie in a, in a, in a, at a restaurant one night, would you yeah. two be totally fine just switching off for the night? Yeah, but I'd want to fuck Brad before I want to fuck Angelina. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I. Uh, no, I, 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 I wouldn't mind. I mean, you know, bless her heart, she's been a good wife and a good mom. If if she wants to bump Brad Pitt, so be it. But I don't want to have anything to do with Angelina. Okay, who who would? All right, this is another. If it's too personal, please, you know, I, I don't want to put you on the spot here. But if you, okay, the worst. Or best case scenario, you walk in and your wife is having sex with a wrestler. What's the what's the best case scenario? What's the worst case scenario? Uh, 
Worst case scenario, it would be. Uh, I God, you know, you guys send me shit, and I and I think about it, and I still don't come up with a good answer. <laughs> well, this one, I this one, I put you on the spot with. <laughs> okay, worst case scenario would be probably our truth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to ask why. <laughs> yeah. It has nothing to do with race either. Ooh, really? What does it have to do no, with? No, it doesn't. It has nothing to do with race. Thank God. It's just that. I don't want a blog written about this podcast. No, it, it doesn't because knowing Lois and how she is, she'd probably fall in love with him and I'd never see her again. Why, because of the rapping or the huge dick? To, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and best case scenario. Uh, best case scenario would probably be, uh, The Rock. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? 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 You, if she's, if she's banging The Rock, I'm going to somehow work that into a movie deal for me. That's true. You know, That's uh, fantastic. you know, you know, you also could have picked a woman. <laughs> <laughs> you could have picked any woman. I'm glad that you picked the rock. Like you could have gone with Tori Wilson, yeah. <laughs> but you went straight for the rock. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome! All right, number nine, and then Tony, we'll uh, we'll we'll let you step off here because we know you're a busy man. Uh, the G1 was this weekend with Scott. Before Scott goes through it, Tony, can you improv a Japanese intro? For New Japan. Yes, I can. Okay. Oh, Connor Hingoha! Oh, Oh, motherfucker, don't sell nothing! Oh, motherfucker, don't sell nothing! In this corner! Oh, motherfucker, do a job in this corner! Hey! <laughs> Tony, Tony, you're the fucking best, man. Thank you so much. Oh, God, you're my favorite person in the world. Tony, yeah, is there man. anything you'd like to promote? Nah. <laughs> no, we got, no, actually, we, uh, we're going to, Conrad and I are going to be in Wayne, New Jersey on September 28th. Oh, that's close. And that's, to be uh, honest with you, uh, just keep, uh, go to our Patreon page and uh, follow us on Twitter at Tony Chivani 24 or WHW Monday. And find out exactly where it's going to be because we're just right now in the midst of uh, coming up where the venue is. You guys got to see. Uh, it's a really fun live show. It's a really fun live show. You guys have got to see it. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, check out what happened when. It's a really fun show. And uh, I've tried to listen to it. There's so many fucking wrestling podcasts now. It's crazy. I know. I know. Everybody's got one. But you know what? Like the Conrad ones are good. Like sometimes, right. sometimes you listen to some of these other wrestling podcasts, and you're like, "Dude, if you can't put a sentence together, you shouldn't be in front of a microphone." No, you're right. And uh, uh, Conrad is really good, and really has a sharp mind for marketing and positioning, and has a lot of great contacts. I was very lucky to, uh, very lucky to get to know him and hook up with him. It's been very good. Yeah, well, I'm thrilled for you, and hopefully, I'll see you in Wayne, New Jersey. Am I away that weekend? Maybe I'll maybe I'll go down there, go to the old stuff. Does that coincide with like a WWE event or an AEW event or no? Not that I'm aware of. 
It could be, but I don't know. I, listen, oh, I, man, no one Wayne, New be, Jersey. When they hear you guys are coming, they're going to... Dude, no one Wayne, New Jersey. They're going to, like, put on some fucking... My mother lives in the town over. Oh, really? They're going to put together some ass-backwards VFW... Fucking like white no, bulb. Oh, they do good shows there in Wayne at the VFW Hall in Wayne. They're fucking bangers. TNA would do shows there sometimes. He, d- he didn't really help your cause with the TNA well, reference. I'm telling you. All right. Well, thanks, Tony. I really appreciate it. All right, Dan. I'll see you guys later. I'll, I'll see you later, well, buddy. You. Scotty, Sergeant Slaughterhouse. Yeah, bro. I saw most of the first night of the G1. What'd you think? I loved it. Dude, it's so good, right? It's just different, it. and yeah, I love it so much. Uh, let's run down the card. So far, this was the first night of the G1, the A Block. Uh, we're having their matches. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Sonata. Uh, well, no, let's go in order, actually. Uh, I like Sonata show. a lot. Dude, Sonata's great, right? Love Sonata. Sonata, I think... Who, oh, he's, Yeah, anyway, this weekend he's going to have an amazing match. Oh, oh, against... Um, Osprey. So, so yeah, it's night three on Sunday. Night three is Sunday morning. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're making predictions after this. We did. We didn't get. We're we're not going to get to night three, but we are going to make predictions for night two. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, A block. Uh, yeah, Osprey versus Lance Archer was like holy shit, amazing. Dude, I mean, Osprey is the great best Osprey in the world. He's the he, best he made in the Ar- world. He right made now. like Archer look like old school Scott Hall. Yeah, an amazing match. Uh, Osprey's the shit, and Lance Archer worked his ass off too. He was in his hometown, but Osprey's the best in the world. Evil versus Bad Luck Fale. I didn't like Bad Luck Fale. Fucking stinks to me. Uh, he's yeah. in the G one every year, and they're always never. He's a very good. ECW a character match. for New Japan. Yeah, yeah, it's so out of place for me. He should be in like one of those. Deathmatch uh, companies. But anyway, even though he wouldn't do shit there either. Uh, Abushi versus Kenta. It was nice to see Kenta wrestling. I want to see yeah, him in Japan. It, you it know? I, it I think this weekend it'll be more fun to see it, him. It, it built, and I thought, I don't know, I was glad that Abushi didn't look like he was going to kill himself. During yeah, the match. that was nice. That was a, that was different. Uh, really enjoyed that match. Uh, Kenta won. Uh, oh, also Archer beat Osprey, which was a surprise. But how Osprey did you like uh, Okada versus Tanahashi? I loved it, man. That crowd was crazy. Uh, yeah, they were crazy for there it. There was a few camera angles I didn't like, where I was like, "Oh no!" Like he was about to do high five. Well, flow, there was a and ton of people angle there, but it's still everyone. Sh- yeah, they should have put it in a smaller arena. Well, they look, can't... I even like. I mean, part of the reason I like when they do, you know, their shows from Japan is like every arena looks different and the lighting is different and literally the shape of them are different. Mm-hmm. And here you had an American arena, but what made it look different was like all the lights were on and you could see some of it. Like I liked yeah. that. And I think like they should have acknowledged it looks that like more a bull like we are building show. our brand here and this is what it looks like now. And next year it's going to look bigger. That's a and great the year idea. after that and like you know do that because people love being a part of something that's growing. Don't hide it like the WWE. Like, that already grew, and now it's failing. You don't have to hide it. Show the fact that you're failing. But, like, you're failing up. Like, they're, they're, at a, they're not failing. They're starting from the bottom. That's not failing if people don't show up. No, they're not failing at all. But so it's cool. I, you know, I do wish it was a smaller venue. But, you know, your take on it, I, I can see that. Yeah, I thought hot. Okada's promo was awesome. I think Okada is the best wrestler. Yeah, man, he's the lot. fucking shit. People say Osprey, but... I mean, he can wrestle anybody. Yeah, Okada's the he's best. He's like I Flair, mean, but with best Okada's moves. Best. But with better moves. Yeah, I'm sorry. yeah. He's like Flair, but with better moves. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's like Flair with better moves. Yeah, I agree. He's the shit. All right, on to number 10. We've got three big events this weekend. 
which means we've got three rounds of predictions to get through. So we're going to try to do this, this as fast as possible. First, uh, the G1 Climax Night 2. I'm going to pass it over to Scott because Scott's definitely more of an expert uh, in this than mine. We're not going to talk about the pre-tag matches because who gives a shit? Yeah, no, um, God. Nobody Nobody. I don't does. understand why they do. Just make Meltzer it an hour Meltzer tries show. to defend them. Stop. Stop They're it. fucking trash. They're, they do. It's for fun. Like you, last, last, I will say this though, which we'll talk, which we talked about earlier, but the last, like the, where they had the, the face down uh, between uh, Ishii and Jeff Cobb. That was fun. Oh, yeah. But and, and look, it does, especially in the G1, it does help set up the matches for the next day. So, yeah. you know, the guys in the B block, if it's an A block show, the guys in the B block will be in tag matches and you'll see their storylines kind right. of progress for the singles match they're having next in the tournament. So that yeah. is kind of cool. So actually during the G1, the tag matches are kind of great, but otherwise they're fucking shit. Yeah, okay. Shingo... Tagagi versus Juice Robinson. It's got to be Juice, right? Because he's just taken so many L's. I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, wait, 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 how 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 important is Shingo to the company? I mean, I would say not at all. Yeah, uh, but uh, I mean, he's important in the sense that okay. So the thing about Shingo, he reminds me of Eddie Guerrero. It might be a haircut thing. He is like one of the best wrestlers in the world, and. He's gonna be an absolute star. Uh, also, it's it, you know he is a uh, he's a he's a lightweight guy, so him being in there as well as Osprey is kind of cool. So you think that has a chance of being match of the night? Mm. Uh yeah, it absolutely could. Shingo is is always capable of match of the night, and Juice Robinson's just so damn lovable. I'm gonna go with Shingo. I'm gonna go with Shingo. I I think there's a lot of uh, white dudes in the tournament this year, and yeah. so you know you need like a Moxley win. Right. Yeah. Well, that that brings us John Moxley versus Taichi. Uh, I'm pronouncing that right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. John Moxley is definitely going to go over there. It absolutely has to be Moxley. Uh, kind of a bummer that it's Naito first... versus Yano. It's got to be Naito, right? Oh, 100. percent It's going to be a comedy match, uh, and Naito is going to fucking win. Ishii versus Cobb is probably going to be match of the night, and I'm going to say. So you're going to say that's going to be match of the night, and not Juice Robinson. Mm, oh, dude, that's the problem. With New Japan, baby, they're all potential matches. I think of Ishii the night. wins. I also, I love. Yeah, but dude, Ishii give, give may Cobb be my favorite like wrestler. Giving Cobb the rub. Ishii, Ishii may be my favorite wrestler. He's like a better version of Taz. Yeah. Oh, he's the absolute best. You're right. He's better Taz. Uh, Jay White versus Hiroki Goto. Hmm. I don't uh, know much about Goto, but I mean. Goto's good. I mean, he's, I would he's go with Jay White. Respected, but again, it's just these these white guys. I know, but it's just Jay White was their yeah. Former but you're gonna champ. have. I mean, look, you're gonna have Moxley win, and Juice might win. I mean, you can't. I'm going with Goto. I think Jay White is. Uh, he's not because he had an amazing year last year. The G1. Right. I think the storyline this year is gonna be he's gonna be struggling a bit. So All right, um, I, uh, I'm going to just cede that to you. Uh, let's all get on this act, you as well. Hell yeah. Extreme Rules! Yay. Winners take all. Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch versus Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. I predict Seth and Becky win. I, I forget who it was. I think it was Bubba Dudley came up with a great booking angle, is that you have Lesnar F5 Becky after the match, Holy and you shit. don't have him cash in. And you save that for SummerSlam. Wow. And then you have Ronda versus Becky. And I thought Whoa. you were going to say Becky versus Brock. 
<laughs> Peggy versus Brock. I, I don't think they can suspend that. I mean, much look, disbelief. that's an amazing, an, an amazing idea to have Lesnar. And then Brock doesn't Becky. even catch then it. Then that's in. like a genuine storyline I would give a fuck about, which hasn't happened in years. So uh, yeah, that's I would love Bubba, for that to happen. Bully Ray. But yeah, Rollins and Becky have to win. I mean, what you're gonna go into SummerSlam with a Corbin and Lacey uh, as the two biggest champs? Yeah, no, it's gonna be Rollins and Becky, and it's not gonna be a very good match. So hopefully Lesnar does get involved. And it's an Extreme Rules match, which uh, does that mean it's a Bedlam match? Everybody is in the ring at the same time. Or are there well, tags? It's got to be tag, right? Because I, I, I promise you they will explain it a hundred times starting at the pre-show, and we will still not understand it on Monday. Yeah, and Vince will change the script by the time the actual Absolutely. match starts. I, uh, I hope a guy hits a girl, though. I hope, I, you know, and but again, you got to save, then you have to save that for, if Lesnar's coming out, you have to save it for Lesnar. Because if Corbin swings at Becky, another man beating her up is not going to be as uh, impactful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. WWE Championship, Kofi versus Samoa Joe. I'm pretty sure Kofi wins. Yeah, Kofi wins. With no hijinks. And nobody gives a shit. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I, I love Kofi and Samoa Joe. I think it's going to be a good match. I love both of them so match. much. I think Joe's the best. I think Kofi's great. I think it's going to be, like, a fine match. There's going to be a lot of, I mean, dude, there's a lot of, like, potential, like, hey, this could technically be match of the weekend on this card, you know? Yeah, I like if they were given I mean, the right amount my, of time. I already have my pick for match of the weekend. But really? Yeah. Uh, well, on this card, I mean, oh, as far okay, as the weekend, okay, okay. who the fuck knows? Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns and Undertaker versus Shannon McMahon and Drew McIntyre, no holds barred match. I, I'm sure this is where everybody's going to be at the ring in the, in the ring at the same time. Yeah. God, man. Could, could, uh, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because no holds barred. Could, you would, you could, would hope so. I really hope Taker puts over Drew. But tonight, I mean, you you mean at SummerSlam? Well, apparently the dirt sheets are saying that this whole Kevin Owens going after Shane McMahon thing is a way to write Shane McMahon out of storylines. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but I assume that was going to happen at SummerSlam too. I mean, you could have like Roman destroy Shane, and like and do a similar spot where. Yeah, but I think Owens is going to be the guy who fights Shane at SummerSlam. I think they're really going to do that. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I it's mean, they already had a ass. great Hell in a Cell I would cell guess. Match. I mean, Let's unless be... what else is the Owens thing leading to? I mean, sh- I don't know. I, Shane I think Shane H. and McIntyre no win this uh, just so Taker can fight McIntyre at SummerSlam. Oh, God, man. Yeah, it's all I very mean, scary and I, bad, look, and 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 they think they need Taker. They think they need him. I know they do need him, but they need him in a different. You role. think people are watching this for the Undertaker? You think more than I five think some people, people are going to go? Fuck yeah, yeah, I think more than five. Undertaker. And I, don't, Roman I don't think it, I don't think it moves the dial, but I think it it helps. No, you saw the network got T-shirts made. They have a they have a tag team name. Hold on, wait, dude. Taker and the big yards. Fucking, it's something really shit like that. Is that what it is? I have no idea. Graveyard dogs. Uh. <laughs> you know, those, like, the idea is like the dogs that protect a, a junkyard. There's no dogs at a graveyard. It's not a fucking thing. The only other if thing there's I dogs think at a graveyard, how shitty are those undertakers? They can't bury yeah, the bodies, no, so they're yeah, just... There's no dogs protecting graveyards. <laughs> People aren't robbing graves that often, surpri- <laughs> that, surprisingly. That often. 
We are both from New Jersey, so we know it happens. United States Championship, Ricochet versus AJ Styles. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be a great match, and I'm going to go back on what I said two weeks ago. I had said somebody who's already won the WWE Championship shouldn't go for the United States Championship, but they've made it work, and I think Hell they yeah. put the title on AJ. Yeah, yeah, I think AJ has the title, and I think he like holds it as something important or special. Baron Strowman versus Bobby Lashley in a last man standing match. Dude, this match is not going to be good. Didn't they already? Wasn't that what they did a couple weeks ago? We saw Lashley just came out this week. Oh, it was a false count anyway. Beat up Mysterio for no fucking reason. Yeah, I saw that. Absolute shit. Uh, But yeah, I mean, Braun. Dude, I don't know. I guess Braun. Yeah, but like. Who cares? Probably not. They don't give a fuck about this guy. He's like a cartoon character. Maybe they're trying to build Lashley up. To be a credible For who? challenger to kill Kofi, I think you or need a Rollins. black guy to beat a ba- to beat the black guy. I hate to say it. I don't think Vince McMahon gives a shit about that. <laughs> I think Vince McMahon would have Lars Sullivan. You know beat what? I, Kofi. You know what I would love if if Lesnar cashes in on Kofi, right? Well, they're they've been hinting at that too, and but puts they him out because Kofi his... has like a, his back is a little fucked up, right? Yeah. So he's got to go. He can't be there for SummerSlam. This is what I'm thinking in my head. Yeah. So you fucking have Lesnar. And Big E. Yes, Lesnar and Big E at Mania. And I mean, people at would SummerSlam. freak the fuck out. If if Big E got in Lesnar's way, the crowd would go insane. They'd go fucking insane. They would. So maybe that. Maybe Lesnar comes out, wants to pin Kofi. Kofi just won. Big E gets in the way, stops it. So now you have that thing going on and then Lesnar cashes in later on the night then Maybe. you have potential opponents for Lesnar or you know he beats Kofi and then he starts to or Kofi tells the New Day no I got this I don't need your help he beats Kofi um, and then uh, he starts beating the shit out of him and then that's when Big E steps in yeah maybe uh, Smackdown Women's Championship. <laughs> Bailey We're versus so Alexa childish. Bliss. We're so childish. Uh, how do we get Big Cross. E to fight Lesnar? That'd be fun. <laughs> uh, Smackdown Women's Championship. Bailey versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. I think we're going to see a heel turn from Bailey. Alexa Bliss, who's, getting, who's been getting cheered the last couple months, is going to get turned on by Nikki Cross. And Bailey and Nikki Cross are going to be the new, you know. Yeah, but what is this gross shit where they were like, you should find a partner? But now it's totally not that. It's definitely a handicap match. But she did say you should find a partner. So everyone thought Sasha Banks. Yeah. Contractually, doesn't she have to fucking show up if they say, hey, you have a match tonight? Like, what? how does that work? I mean, look, uh, probably, but like like many people have ex- explored bef- when it comes to WWE contracts, like the whole independent contractor label is so fucked up that I'm sure yeah, yeah. most of these wrestlers with a good lawyer can get out of almost anything. Mm, Raw Tag Team Championship, the Revival versus the Usos. I didn't even know this was happening. I guess the Usos. Yeah, a SmackDown yeah. Tag Revival. I go with Revival, but who gives a shit? Yeah, and Zach's stepping whenever. Dude, I don't like the Usos. I've never liked them. Everyone's I love like, the they're Usos. one of the best tag teams in the world. They're Fucking really how? Good. They wear like these big baggy fucking uh, shitty shorts so you can't see them. You have to wear They're tights pants. to wrestle. I need to see the way your fucking body moves. I know that sounds ridiculous, <laughs> but it's true. Any wrestler with like big you pants, like, like the a, wrestling looks a, shit. Like a swimming coach in the 1970s who's doing a really <laughs> poor job hiding he's gay. Uh, <laughs> it's true though. Wear fucking tights. I don't know. I hope Brian and Rowan win. Oh, oh wait. I jumped it. I, uh, I hope the Usos win and Rival goes AEW, but I, I love the Usos. Smackdown Tag Team Championship, Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus 
The New Day and Heavy Machinery. This will actually be a fun match. Uh, dude, this is a stacked card. Like It is a stacked card. If they don't fuck this up with being them, they have the best matches of the fucking weekend. But, uh, really yeah, do. I mean... Again, we've talked about that before. Yeah, I like Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Uh, I'd New like Day doesn't need the belts, today. and Heavy Machinery aren't over and up yet. Yeah, but they're funny, man. People love them. People, yeah. Oh, wait, no, that I'm thinking of what we call it. I'm not even thinking of Heavy Machinery, am I? Think I think you are. Otis and Tucker. Oh, the yeah. Otis the Worm. Yeah. Everybody loves Otis. Tucker uh, Tucker needs a little little improvement on the mic. Although it's hard to be... <laughs> Everyone a... loves Otis. He's a fucking buffoon. <laughs> He's a buffoon. Tucker should, needs to do better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He needs to dumb Otis it down like Chris Otis. Farley's last days. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Alistair Black versus Cesaro. That's going to be match of the night, and Alistair Black wins. No fucking way. They won't let it be match of the night, man. They're going to give it seven minutes. No, they're going to give it four minutes. Black's going to squash him. Black wins, but Cesaro's been kicking ass. So it's like, why has he been kicking ass if he's just going to lose to Alistair? Have him not challenge him then maybe but yeah black's gonna win and uh i think they're gonna get four minutes cruiserweight <laughs> championship drew gulag versus tony nice they're gonna keep that on gulag gulag i love gulag, gulag man sorry dude they're isn't gulag keep... fighting uh at the evolve show isn't he fighting riddle yeah. well he'll He's lose to, to riddle backs, and man. then he'll win against tony nice aew awesome. fight for the fallen match card we're gonna Oh, I guess that's part of the buy-in. Joey Janela, Jimmy Havoc, and Darby Allen versus Sean Spears, MJF, and Semi Guevara. I think the heels are going to win. Dude, I got a major problem with this match, and I hate to shit on AEW already. But um, the fact that Spears and MJF are a tag team, like they're in a team for this fighting other people, it's like you have to acknowledge that MJF is mad at Spears for attacking Cody, and if you acknowledge that, fans are going to cheer MJF and he's not going to be a heel. So what the fuck did you just do? You just like kind of fucked your own asshole, AEW. It just makes no sense. Unless MJF, yeah, fucks over Sean Spears. Yeah, the but match. then he's a face and, and he's a, yeah, but you but he want him to be his, a heel. He's one of those guys who can get his heat back, I think. Yeah, all right. Well, if that happens, awesome. But they have to acknowledge it. Otherwise, a uh, big mistake. Brandy Rhodes versus Allie. That's a weird one. Allie's I think has got to win. Yeah, I think Allie wins. I, I think Brandy's. Dude, I think the Brandy's, way they've, uh, I've never seen like a match uh, promoted like this. It's basically just like, yeah, we both kind of suck, and like we want to do good. <laughs> we want to be able to be wrestlers, and so hopefully, and like they're crying, like in these in these you know uh, road to fight for the phones or whatever. It's like Brandy crying, essentially just like, yeah, I stink. I, I want to get good, and then Allie's saying the same thing this week. So it should be for a participation. And now trophy. they're going to wrestle, and then the crowd has to go, ooh, please be good. You're, like, giving us anxiety. <laughs> it's fucking so sad. Hangman Page versus Kip Sabian, which... I, I, Dude, Kip kicked ass. Uh, didn't the, the winner, but what I'm confused of for the last At Fighter Fest, with, with the four-way, wasn't the prize, like, the winner... Gets to fight Kip Sabian. Yeah, yeah, which, which was fucking really what? bizarre. It's so weird, but he did. Uh, did Kip beat Sammy uh, Guevara? Well, I'm just saying, Hammond Double Page already is in the title fight. Yeah, I know. No, so it doesn't make cares? any sense. Oh, man, it's so sad. We just listed three things. Look, all of these three things are going to be very fun to watch. I think Hangman and Kip Sabian are going to be a lot of fun. But we just named the first three matches, and we were able to find huge holes in them. That's bad. I don't want to do this. Well, I know. I want to be a fucking AEW mark. I know. Well, they're going to, you know, I mean, this is, 
Yeah, yeah, Jared, they'll figure it out. They'll I mean, figure gotta, it out. We yeah, got to build. A, they're we a young build. company. I mean, when you start from scratch, you know, you got you're gonna have gonna be some, some unforced errors. There's gonna be some scratch. There's gonna be a little scratch. <laughs> some chickens, uh, some chickens. It's gonna scratch. be okay. So Cal, I think this is gonna be a great match, though. Anyway, yeah, Lucha great Bros. Match. I think this is gonna be a great. Oh match. Oh my god, this is gonna be You've a phenomenal match. You've gotta give it to match. the Lucha Bros. They've lost twice in a row on yes, fucking. Yes, yeah, you give it to the Lucha Bros. And then they're gonna beat the Bucks in Mexico for the AAA Triple A title tag titles which i think is in like a couple weeks kenny omega versus sema dude get ready if they give this fucking match time i'm not lying this could be match of the weekend and i know that g1 is hurt i know that g1 is happening do i think omega's hurt ah omega's either hurt or um because if you look at the match with jericho which is really entertaining but it was a brawl it was not like like this, like an Okada match, dude. So people complained about this when he won the uh, IWGP title. There was like he wasn't there as often. The matches weren't as strenuous, and it was like it got confusing. He's older, right? He's like thirty six. He's not that old though. No. I don't know, but it's Let's like see. I mean, he's. I don't think thirty six is old, but Neither do I don't I, know if he if he's trying to wrestles, venture into other just... things or if the video game thing is. I don't want to shit on the dude, but he's like. He's the best wrestler in the world, and he's... He's 35. Nobody... Uh, he seems like he doesn't want to wrestle. Like, everybody else did some indie stuff, and, like, he just disappeared. I don't know. Uh, I'm we, really interested to see what he's going to do. It could be match of the night. Um, Young Bucks versus Cody and Dustin Rhodes. I think the Bucks win. Does Sean Spears turn on? Like, does Sean Spears oh, fuck up Dustin? Dude, I don't know. What I was originally happen. thinking that Cody was going to turn on Dustin. It's going to be so good, though. But it is going to be a great match. That that could how be great match though? Sean weekend. Spears comes out at the end with the chair. Cody's expecting the chair to get swung on him, and he fucking dents Dustin. Yeah, like he dents Dustin the way he dented Cody. That'd be fucking cool. Yeah. All right, That's guys. Well, anyway. thanks for listening to Total F and Marks this week. God bless you. I uh, my, my my website is under construction, but uh, I will have a bunch of new dates for. August, including Magoobies in Magoobies, Baltimore. Bitch. My album No Real Winners here is available on 800 Pound Gorilla Records. And uh, the show that I wrote for Oral Tarantino is on Comedy Central. Please rate and subscribe this podcast. Scotty, what do you got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, what? Okay. It's coming out tonight. I'm going to be in uh, Hunts Point, which I believe is in Pennsylvania. Uh, July 17th, that's Wednesday. Then the night after, Thursday, we'll be at Pocono Brewing Company at 7 o'clock. Pocono Brewing Company at Thursday, doing some shows out there. Also, I'm at New York Comedy Club a bunch uh, this weekend. So just check the site and then come see me. Yeah, All right, God come bless on you. Out. Zach, Zach's cool. Thank you, guys. Keep marking out, and we'll totally be there for you. Totally, Mark. I hate myself for just trying to make that catch. <laughs>